The programme which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. You're listening to Very Loose Women. I'm Emma, and tonight, and I was about to say, and every night, but that's not quite right. Every week, I'm joined by Leah. So hi, I Leah. Like, I'm joined by, as though like I would naturally not be here. I I just think I was trying to make it sound snazzy, like I've got a guest, but I don't have a guest, and <laughs> it also made it sound like we were romantic love partners because I said every Aww. night, and I don't know, I don't know what the listeners are going to think about that introduction. So I'll work on it for next week. If you've got any comments, uh, you know, you know where to tweet us at VLW Radio. That's correct. If you um, have any opinions about that introduction, so today we're talking about fears and phobias, which is kind of inspired by my, by my recently developed obsession with a phobia. Well, I'm going to try and say it. Kumpa- oh my gosh, it's really hard to say. Kumpanophobia. I okay. love the names of all of the phobias. They because like they go really into like Latin and Greek roots. They're pretty they're exciting. Quite exciting yeah. And actually, listeners will be having a quiz later on that you can um, join in on um, about these crazy names. Uh, but yeah, so first, like, let's clarify what is a phobia compared to just like an everyday fear or a terror. A phobia is an extreme or irrational fear or of or an aversion to something. Okay, it's, it's still quite vague. I feel. It, yeah, but it's basically like if it's over the top, then it's probably yeah. a phobia. People. When we were preparing the show, people spoke about panic attacks or it's like very kind of guttural reactions, I think. If it's just, oh, I don't really like that, I don't think that counts. I think you're right. And there's three different types that we're going to very briefly describe. And maybe we can say which one we think we most fall into with our phobias. Mm -hmm. So there's specific phobias, so things like particular objects or situations that lead lead to anxiety or panic attacks. Uh, So that could be things, there's five different categories. Animal type, which I guess... I've got a bit of a mini arachnophobia. Oh, really? L- a little one. But it used isn't to be a, lot a worse. mini arachnophobia just you don't really like spiders that much? Well, I think I used to be very terrified. But we can go into this later. Okay. Natural environment type, which I don't think I've experienced. Situational type, blood injection injury type, and other. Well, I think you're yes. a blood injection injury well, type. Okay, so I don't get I don't get scared of like having blood taken out or injections like when I go traveling I don't get scared of that but I I did like I my head went really hot and I started like having a buzzing between my ears when I went to see um, a theater production of train spotting the other week <laughs> fair enough so, um, yeah I think that works and the other two types are agoraphobia obviously which actually I was saying to our friend who was just here a moment ago James he's a friend and fan of the show and also he's been on the show I said agoraphobia and he questioned not jokingly if that was a phobia of wool <laughs> that's funny but I think he was thinking of angoraphobia um, but yeah agoraphobia I guess that's wide open spaces and sociophobia no, no ag- agoraphobia is when you don't want to go outside no yeah. 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 Well, we can clarify all these things maybe in our quiz later on. But anyway, listen, we've clarified kind of what phobias are. Mm. And now we're, we're going to talk about my favorite phobia that I've just become really obsessed with because I think it's just so unusual, um, which I'm going to try and say again. I'm going to say it a couple of times. Yeah, you want to say it? I'm good at that. Kumpunophobia. You don't know if that's right. No, no one knows. What we should have done is watch a YouTube tutorial on how to say it, which I sometimes I love do those. with difficult names. And they always say that in that, that lowering inflection. It's very satisfying. Kumpunophobia. Yeah. Um, yeah exactly. Okay, so we've got a little song that's going to give you maybe a clue as to what it's a phobia of. So that was Sia with the song. Well, I mean, actually, I was going to ask them in the studio, but I think they know what it is. Yeah. It's Sia Buttons. Yeah. So, yeah, um, 
Componophobia, which I think I've said wrong again, so apologies to any Grecophiles, and also to any Grecophobes who might have been frightened by that Greek speaking. Uh, yeah, it was a fear of buttons that I was referring to. Um, I just became really interested in this because I've read about like a, a couple of different articles, a couple of different sources, and I'd never really thought about it before as something that people might be afraid of. But it's actually it's kind of fairly common in that like, it affects about 75,000 people. But is it buttons or buttons? Like, is it clothes buttons or buttons on... So it can be lifts. either. So yeah, that's why it's it's kind of an interesting one. And it's weird that those things are all grouped together. But apparently Steve Jobs had it. Mm. Um, so like if you imagine the clothes that he used to wear, always wear that like kind of pullover. I don't really mm. know, like turtleneck, whatever it is, because he didn't like We're buttons. We're both wearing shirts right now. He would not be comfortable He would with not that. be happy here. You've but so I've, I've covered up me. my buttons with my jumper, which I've is even got, like, thoughtful of me. Buttons. Well, he would probably hate that. I hate yeah. fake buttons, actually. They're but that's not, not a phobia. Fake. They're not fake buttons, but they're like pocket buttons. Yeah, no. Okay, do you ever really do those up? No. Well, what would Steve Jobs say is the question we've got to ask. Mm. But um, it's kind of interesting as well because obviously, like, yeah, it affected what he wore in terms of clothing, but it also kind of affected his like tech design. Yeah, of and, just you know, one button really down the bottom. The, yeah, and like touchscreens and things, and like he apparently saw someone one day working on something on like a little machine and they hadn't installed the keyboard yet. Hmm. And he was like, oh, that's amazing, thinking like there was like a touchscreen keyboard. So then they all had to like rush to try and invent this thing for him because he just thought that's what they were already working on. And also apparently he got very irate when he saw like a multi-button mouse and was just like, what buffoon or whatever is working on this. I mean, I don't know if he would use the word buffoon. I think it really kind of affected his design which I just found really interesting it must have been really frustrating when he was growing up because the buttons like in the 90s at least when I was growing up machine the, buttons yeah yeah like lap, like computer buttons they were a lot more buttony they were like very big and clunky you were like on a typewriter as well yeah oh even then yeah but it's funny because I don't yeah you're right I don't really understand exactly the relationship between clothing buttons and typing buttons they're different the and only lift thing buttons is this is that they're the same name? That's true. And in America, they call badges buttons, which is even more confusing. Really? Yeah. That is confusing. Quite an interesting one. And obviously, like I think a lot of people when they're looking at button phobia, or I'm not going to say it again because I think I said it differently and differently wrong every single time. Um, but yes, maybe maybe you said it correctly. I don't know. But yeah, they always try and like date it back to kind of childhood traumas that people have experienced. So like someone, a boy who like spilled loads of buttons in his classroom and it really like, I don't know, stressed them out for whatever reason. Spilling buttons. Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm pretty sure like I've spilled pens. I'm not afraid of pens. Um, well, also I read different ones where it was kind of talking about people who, so it was a one woman who was saying her mom like never never gave her any affection and that was very traumatizing for her obviously but um she was saying she you know, there was she remember, remembered a specific time when she tried to hug her mum and like her mum was kind of rejecting her and pushing her away but she was confronted with these buttons like in her oh. face and there's a couple of different ones that were like childhood trauma rejection or affection from a family member and having the button near your face so it's like kind of association that you form but hmm. do you think arachnophobia fits into that I mean, I'm only talking about button phobia in oh, this situation. Right. I think arachnophobia is, is more meant to be a kind of evolutionary mm, that makes um, more sense. biological evolution. I also thought it might be related to something we're about to hear about. I also thought about buttons having those little four holes. No, four holes. Oh, yeah, buttons do. Buttons yeah. having four yeah. holes in them, like regularly spaced. Yeah. Um, and I thought maybe it was related to trypophobia. Well, trypophobia is a bit different. We actually, in this clip, someone explains what that is so let's just hear this and then talk about it has this fear he's afraid of holes and and he can't eat crumpets because this is uh, holes holes. it's trypophobia organic holes he feels like it's unnatural and he's just so anxious he can't eat crumpet in the morning so you take a bite and then go, go away can you tell me about you also have trypophobia but you say it's not a proper phobia why is that 
because uh, I don't really experience panic attacks and I don't I'm, I don't get scared I just get grossed out it's not really like a phobia where I feel like my body is like convulsing I'm just just grossed out by yeah lots of so, so wait what is trypophobia when a lot of consistent circles are together on a wall or on a person like if you block paws that's I guess that's a form of it. Do you get trypophobia when you do your paws? Yeah, I just don't like looking. Like I don't like looking at my paws, especially yeah. when I'm focusing on them and I see them. I just don't like looking at the circles. I used to have these nightmares, actually, where I was in a room. The room was just completely white, except the walls were just like made of circles. They would be like zooming in and out, and I would just like wake up terrified. I love looking at my paws. Yeah, so I know you I do. can't really relate to that problem. I'm, I'm like quite obsessed with um, pore cleansing nose strips. I it's like whenever I have like a birthday or anything, my mom, she's like, no offense, Esther, if you're listening, but like quite often she'll buy me a present I don't love. But you know, the only thing she can guarantee that I'm always going to enjoy is a pore cleansing nose strip. So she often <laughs> buys me like, you know, a little scarf or whatever, but then like three packs of pore cleansing nose strips. Yeah, I think this trypophobia thing, for listeners for whom that wasn't very clear, it's those like little holes. So you were saying about buttons, but it's not quite those clean buttons. It has to be like more organic shaped buttons there are like plants where you get these and it happens more in nature thanks by the way to Estelle and Christina for contributing to the trypophobia chat yeah and I've heard they also say that it's not a fear it's just it's different from a phobia where where it'd be more extreme and it would be a lighter thing that's it's a, yeah, kind of revulsion as well. Like mm. It makes you feel sick. Supposedly it's like an evolutionary thing, which all these things supposedly are, and I don't know. Well, a lot of them are. Obviously, buttons isn't where people would see like regular patterns of dots on their skin, and that would signify like rashes or disease. Oh yeah. And so it's supposed to be relating to that. I don't know yeah. if that's true. Um, it's also a weird one because actually, when you look into it, it's something that has kind of become a bit of an internet phenomenon to, mm. to like talk about this issue that people have and people kind of confirm it amongst themselves but I don't think it's actually well, classed as an actual phobia more of an extreme disgust than a fear I've heard that makes sense okay I think we're gonna have so we did quite a lot of what we might describe as vox pops today Leo spoke to a lot of her classmates maybe yeah yesterday maybe today yeah. um and I went into my staff room at school and basically just said does anyone here have a weird phobia and I actually a lot of people I don't know their names and I've never spoken to before but it was quite nice that they felt it's good happy that Fairly Loose Women gets us out and about and speaking to new people. Out and about into my staff room. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, maybe it's my first conversation and maybe hopefully not my last with some of these people. Um, yes, yeah, so we're going to play a selection of what people have taught us they're afraid of. Do you have something like lactophobia? Because I, I've always been afraid of milk. Even when I was a baby, I, I didn't want to drink any milk and I only wanted to drink Coca-Cola. My mother had to bring me to the to hospital because of it. I've never liked milk, even the smell, the the texture, the color. I hate it. It's it's more a question of taste more than a phobia, right? No, I can I can vomit if I see some milk or someone drinking some milk. I eat cereal without me milk. Does your roommate drink milk? Yes, she does, but she has to hide it. So I thought that phobias came from like something traumatic or something strange happening. But if you were from birth scared of it, then maybe that's not always the case. You can be born with a phobia. But I can drink hot chocolate. If the milk is hidden, I'm not bothered. I can't drink commercial, industrial uh, hot chocolate. It has to be real chocolate in it to hide the texture of the milk. If you put a cucumber next to a cat, they will jump like... I, and Not a zucchini, and cucumber and zucchini can look pretty much alike. But no, cucumbers scare cats the hell of a lot. I have a phobia of cotton wool, although it's a bit more situational than that. 
I mean, I don't, I don't particularly like cotton wool in general, but I would say that it only really became something that I was afraid of when it is in my mouth, which is odd because I can't recall ever having cotton wool in my mouth. Um, but just saying the words out loud and thinking about it now is really freaking me out. Um, to make it weirder, I really associate cotton wool with my grandma, and I don't know why, other than she had a bowl full of cotton wool by her bed when I was younger. Um, so I think my aversion to cotton wool would make sense if I'd had this childhood trauma when my grandma stuffed it into my mouth. Um, but as that has never happened, I can't really explain it at all. And I haven't done anything to try to rectify it other than avoiding cotton wool and avoiding putting it in my mouth, which isn't an especially difficult situation to have to manage. I used to be afraid of dogs because when I was five, I used to have a series of dreams that my grandmother was feeding me to Dobermans and the dogs always used to speak to me and say, in the voice of Scooby-Doo, you taste like cheese. I finally got over my fear of dogs when I was 12 when a dog chased me and I realised I've gotten over my fear now. So now I want to have a pet dog. So my weird phobia is baked beans. I can't deal with the thought of beans in juice at all. It freaks me out. I can't. I don't like seeing them on people's plates. I don't like seeing them in pans that I need to wash up. Can't deal. What if you see a tin of baked beans in the shop? Yeah, no, because I know what's inside them. I don't like it. Yeah, I think where it comes from is I've got this vague memory of watching a French and Saunders sketch when I was very young with my mum, and where Dawn French is in a bath of beans and she gets like force-fed these beans, and I think that's where it comes from. I do, because I remember being like, oh, to be in a bath of beans. My aunt was scared of uh, midgets. She um, once saw one in the middle of the high street when I was young and abandoned me in the street, running off screaming when she saw a midget couple walking towards us. I still rub it in her face 20 years later. Really don't like fireworks. I don't know, they just freak me out, make me anxious. They're going to blow my head off or something. <laughs> Uh, I have a phobia of spiders, which is actually pretty common, I think. I just jump and I run across the room, I dive, I'm quite pathetic. When I see a big spider, I get so scared that I start seeing like red dots. So that was a really interesting range of phobias. <laughs> and like, I hate, like, you know, I was quite surprised by some of them. But also what I have to say is I've noticed grandmothers being quite a common theme. We had a couple of grandmother mentions there. And in some of my readings that I did about... Compernophobia or button phobia. I also read a lot of things about people having traumatic experiences with their grandmothers. Oh. So I wonder if, yeah, I don't know. Grandmothers obviously are very important and traumatizing role sometimes in people's lives. My grandmother didn't do anything with needles and heroin, which is my fear. So not that always is, is, is the answer to that. Um, I just also wanted to say there was a couple of people who said things that I didn't manage to get recorded. Um, so a lot of people said uh, in the staff room, frogs, cockroaches, beetles, which I kind of thought was like fair enough. I can see those things are kind of mm. creepy. They can get on you. But the one that I really didn't understand was wet chicken, as in a wet chicken, as in a chicken that's been outside, it's been raining, it's and the chicken has got... And yeah, alive, and alive wet like chicken. Raw, cause yeah, like, exactly, salmonella. salmonella like, yeah, yeah, I would understand that, biological revulsion. But this was just someone had seen a picture once of a chicken who maybe had been outside in a storm, and it really, Whoa. like, he had a real fear. And when he told us this, we looked on a phone to understand what it was and get a picture, and he ran out the room in oh case we showed gosh. it to him. 
I just wanted to add on the milk front. Okay, first of all, she went. She was hospitalized because she would only drink Coca Cola. I think that is an interesting parenting technique to when your baby doesn't drink milk. Be like, oh, okay, some Coca Cola or sort of. But it, so one, it's called gallophobia. The name of that phobia of, of also I liked it when she said it's just the comparison between the Coca Cola and then the non-commercial hot chocolate. She only drinks non-commercial hot chocolate. There, I think we like should remember a, that. There's a tough relationship with globalization there, which I think France as a whole is dealing with. Estelle is French, so. Maybe it was that explains everything. That. Yeah. Um, okay. So I thought maybe we could talk about our phobia. So you've mentioned some of yours, or maybe mm. all of yours, because I know I you're, only, you're quite light I mean, on the phobias. Yeah, I am very light on the phobias. I, there's, there's stuff I really don't like. Like I get I get freaked out by overlapping prescriptions of an- antibiotic drugs. That is certainly a specific phobia. <laughs> but it's not really a phobia. It's just like, well, like bleach, like inhaling bleach. I always think that I am going to die. But it's it's more, I find these quite rational fears. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, the one with people acting out taking drugs, actually seeing people taking drugs doesn't freak me out as much. Not that you've ever seen that happen. I- indeed. But... I imagine, yes. But then, like, seeing drugs on screen, Needle Park, I, like, I threw up with that Gwyneth Paltrow movie where she takes ecstasy. But was that just her acting? <laughs> Harsh. Um, no. And then, yeah, the other week when I went to see Train Spotting, I just had to leave the theatre. I've never had to leave a theatre before. I, I literally couldn't stay in the room anymore. It was really stressful. Well, I'm going to tell you some of my phobias as well. And then maybe, if we've got time, we'll have a brief quiz. And then I think we can talk about some ways of dealing with phobias and listen to some of our listeners and friends who have sent in how mm. they deal with them so mine I've got quite a range and actually someone else might have said this before but it's definitely a film or a TV that inspired some of them so I have a fear of if you ask me to do a press up which I don't think you would ask me to do <laughs> it's unlikely that that would happen um, but like putting my hands down in that kind of shape where like my wrist is kind of what is it like your hands at a right angle to your arm okay I have a fear that my bone's going to shoot out my wrist. <gasps> really? And I don't really know why, but I think it was an episode of Jonathan Creek where, like, a judge was murdered by, like, someone shooting, a like, a weapon out of their sleeve. Whoa. And I think it's really stayed with me. I also used to really, really hate non-plastic cutlery. Like, any plastic... Well, metal... That's interesting main bit, but the cutlery. Maker, wooden spoon maker. <laughs> yeah, unsuccessful wooden spoon maker. Also, I do get some claustrophobia if I'm camping or in a bathroom. I don't oh, like okay. to be locked in. Um, so if I'm camping, I always make sure there's a gap like mm. in the tent to get out because I get worried the zip's going to get stuck and I'm going to like just be stuck in there forever and die. Gosh. And I've tried, I related this back to when I was younger. I used to go inside my duvet cover a lot. Like, I don't know why. Like, at nighttime, I just get inside the cold, duvet. Probably. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah, living in Scotland, that must have been it. And, I, and at that point, I hadn't discovered hot water bottles. Mm. So, yeah, I was kind of like getting the duvet but I used to get stuck in there quite a lot what was the age that you discovered (laughs) oh like a year ago like two years ago what when I was living in a very very cold house yeah what What do you mean discovered you knew well I I knew they existed but I never used one because they're in pound shops you can see them all oh yeah I'm not saying I'm not claiming I didn't know they existed but um I used to get so stuck in the duvet and like you know there'd be like this moment of terror where I think oh my god I'm never getting out of the duvet I'm gonna die in here and can you imagine like your parents finding you and how did she die she got stuck in the duvet that's outrageous I cannot imagine that I think that's where a lot of my claustrophobia concerns come from we've got two we people do. talking and i always kind of resisted going into lifts elevators because i didn't like that i kind of got over that now it doesn't really happen that much but it happens when i'm like in the toilet and i can't figure out the way to unlock myself and i got those like two seconds of panic in which i'm like oh my god oh my god, oh my god. and i look up to see whether like there's a way to jump over to the right or underneath. So the lifts and toilets it doesn't affect like your daily life. 
Have you ever had a panic attack from your claustrophobia? In the toilet once, when I couldn't get out. Oh my god. <laughs> and I tried to get out the window, but the window was clearly too small. <laughs> so that was bad. It was in a restaurant, and in the end they had to actually jam the door down because I was getting... There was no need. You could have probably opened it if you were calm, but I was screaming so much in the inside. Um, I've had a similar problem. I've been locked in bathrooms before, and so now my, my way of dealing with that is not to seek any treatments, but it's just to leave the bathroom door unlocked every time I go to the toilet. So if you're ever in my house or in a restaurant or a place of work that I'm in, you might find me having a must have created some stressful situations. Yes, but not as stressful as being locked in a toilet. Oh, that's true. Someone's once opened the door on me on the loo, and I was crouching peeing, and it was really scary. I did not like someone coming in at that time. Still better than being locked in. But we can discuss it. We have a lot of things to think about in terms of being locked in bathrooms. Quiz, quiz. Um, let's have a brief quiz with Quizmaster Freddy. Okay, here we go. This is What's Your Phobia? I've got the name of five phobias. All you have to do is tell me what they are. Uh, okay, phobia number one, chronophobia. Time, fear of time. time. Correct. Yes. Okay, Leo, point for Leo. Yes. Phobia number two, logophobia. Images. Word. Oh, Images. obviously words. And that's a point for Emma. Obviously words. words. Obviously words. Oh. Phobia number three, gymnophobia. Fear of athletics. Oh, I have to hurry you. Movement. No, no points. No points for anyone. That's that is fear of the nude. Oh. Uh, phobia number four, um, aperophobia. Aperophobia. How do you spell that? Wow. A P. E oh, bees! I, no, birds, oh, bees, oh, bees. apiophobia. Yes, <laughs> Oh, yes. yes, that's definitely bees. Yeah. It's no, birds. it's, it's oh. the no, infinity. Like, I probably said that uh, wrong. Oh, I infinity. Okay, I, blame your I think we're one all, and we're now on the final <laughs> phobia. Are okay. you ready? Whoa. Kisanophobia. Oh, I don't know. C-Y-S-S-A-N-O-phobia. Wait, is it reindeer? He said it was something Christmassy. Is it Santa, Christmas, oh, presents, oh, wrapping no, paper? No, no, no. What else could you be phobic of and wish never ever happens to you at Christmas? Dun, 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 dun. Underneath some, gifts. underneath some kissing. Yes, oh. under yes. the mistletoe. Yes. Oh gosh. Wait, what is it actually? What is it? Kissing under the mistletoe. That's no, a very that specific. Is so this correct. is what the piece of paper says. I'm never doing a live quiz on air ever again. That was way too stressful. That was. I almost have a phobia I of did, quizzes now. I did know the Latin root of logos. Greek, Greek. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway, we've not got a lot of time left, so I'm just gonna. We've got a special guest who's taught us about how she has gotten over one of her fears. So there's a lot of different ways of doing it, but basically it's like CBT is a good way and kind of exposure therapy is a the main way that people get over things. So you start small and then you kind of, you know, you might look at a picture of a spider, for example, and then eventually you might build up to holding a spider. Mm. So we've got a clip to play you um, of someone who's gotten over her fear of flying. Okay, so my fear of flying, I developed a fear of flying, I think around, like in my teenage years, around the age of 13, possibly following 9-11, I definitely had a few bad dreams about being in planes that crashed. All of this kind of escalated, I think, as I got older. Then when I started to fly on my own more, it got to, um, you know, quite depressing levels. So I, I started developing lots of superstitious rituals about what I had to wear, what I had to eat before flying, uh, what I had to have in my bag, what I had to have in my, what I had to, to kind of purchase in the airport. So all of this kind of escalated and I decided that it was getting to a point where I should do something about it. So I, I, I went on one of those fear of flying courses that, that most airlines actually run. So I think there's a Virgin one, there's a BA one, there's an EasyJet one. I don't know if there's a Ryanair one, there might be now. You pay a fee and it's, it's a whole day and they tell you about 
the mechanics of a plane. I did the, the British Airways course. So the first part of the day was how do planes fly? So you learn a bit about the science behind it. And then the second part of the day was a bit of cognitive behavioral therapy, giving you some techniques to cope with anxiety pre-flight, anxiety on the flight. And then they actually take you on a plane um, and they, they take you on a short flight, which is great because there's the, the captain and the co-pilot and then there's a third pilot who narrates what's happening. So he tells you what speed you're going up. Um, he tells you what the different sounds are that you can hear. So when the engines kind of shut down a gear um, to reduce noise, they talk a lot about that. It's all very interesting. The problem with that is that obviously on the plane, you're with everyone else who's terrified of flying. I think some people there paid to have like a friend go with them. I was just on my own on this plane and it was genuinely terrifying because the other people around me were so terrified. So I was there kind of quietly, I think I was eventually crying just because of the trauma around me. There were people being sick, there was someone hyperventilating into a bag, there was lots of screaming, a few other tears. So that was probably the most stressful flight I've ever been on. On the plus side, at least I went on it and it was it was useful to get the commentary and the next normal flight I went on felt great uh, in comparison. So that really helped certainly with um, short haul flights for the next few years. My fear has crept back up again um, in the last couple of years and I, um, I've started taking diazepam before flying, which definitely takes the edge off the anxiety. It's clearly a very useful drug. I can understand why they don't prescribe it so readily. Um, thank you so much, Lucy, for that. Um, so I have a story here um, about my girlfriend's fear of spiders. Um, my arachnophobia is very real and there isn't much I can do about it other than avoid spiders. I tried to overcome it by going on that London zoo course. That worked for a bit, but the phobia came back. Sometimes in September, October, spider season, I cover everything in the house in peppermint oil because apparently spiders hate that. The London zoo thing had a group hypnosis bit and an immersion therapy bit where we basically looked at spiders for ages until they weren't scary anymore. I found this really effective and ended up holding a tarantula. That's incredible. So that's all we have time for. Thanks so much for listening. Tweet us at VLW Radio. Listen to our podcast at Acast or any other podcasting platforms that you have. Um, thank you so much for quiz mastering, Freddie. And we'll leave you with another little little snippet. My, my weirdest fear is to be pregnant because when I was a child, I watched Alien. And since then, I just imagine that if I get pregnant, I will have an alien coming, coming out of my belly button. Resonance is a not-for-profit broadcast platform and relies on public support. If you like what you've heard, make a secure donation at ResonanceFM.com.